Welcome to Money with Alpha, where I share simple tips for how to make, save and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want. You will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. Hello and welcome to the next episode. Uh, today we're going to be talking about how to overcome money overwhelm. Well, moving from the age of information uh, into the age of technology, we are constantly inundated with information from so many different directions and at all times of the day. I've even had to put the uh, do not disturb on my phone so I don't get woken up by buzzing noises during the night. <laughs> Um, There are so many different devices that keep us connected, yet as a society, there seems to be so much disconnection. Our families and our employers expect us to be constantly contactable, so there is very little opportunity to just be ourselves without interruption. Then once you have kids, that interruption almost never stops. Add to this the pressure to be good at everything. After all, isn't that what we see on social media? The best of people's lives that all look perfect. The weight of expectations then that we and society place on us can sometimes feel immense. It's no wonder that there is so much anxiety and depression in the world and it's growing at an alarming pace. There are a number of ways that we can overcome this sense of overwhelm though. And one of the most common is avoidance. I don't say this to be judgmental. It's a perfectly natural response to any situation that we don't like. The problem though, is that some problems just get bigger the longer you avoid them. And as we get older, our lives become a little more complex by each passing year. And we have to balance not just our own life, but a partner, kids, career, and all the chores and errands that go with life. Quite often we neglect our physical or mental health as a result, and possibly even both. Each day rolls into the next, and before you know it, 10 years have passed. There is a temptation to then go the opposite direction and live in the moment and enjoy each day as it comes, which sounds lovely and idyllic. Believe me, I love to live that way too. Eventually though, there are certain realities that kick in. Having a place to live, paying for life's necessities, and then hopefully having the time and money for some fun. After all, life should still be enjoyable. While there will always be low periods in life, the happy times should still outweigh those. But how to achieve that, the life that you dream of, in inverted commas? Firstly, take a moment and picture what life looks and feels like to you. That dreamed of life. Where are you? What kind of house are you living in? Or apartment, or castle, or whatever it may be for you. What do your surroundings look and feel like? And if you're a smell person, go with smell and touch as well. And you, you can even hear, you could hear birds chirping. It's, this is a, an illustrative exercise to, to help you f- really sink into, into the, what the vision of your life looks like. And to, so then give your best um, chance of success for this exercise. I'd suggest going somewhere quiet, somewhere that you feel relaxed and can feel inspired. Put on some calm music if you can. And if you feel like it, you could even close your eyes. Just don't drift off entirely. (laughs) Now let your imagination go. Eliminate anything that could interfere with that picture. So we want um, an unconstrained view of what your life would be. So imagine for a moment that you don't have any time constraints, 
money constraints, family commitments or expectations on you. Just eliminate all of it for now. The idea is to get back to basics and come up with the life you really want from the ground up. Not the glossy, advertised, movie-like idea of life, but the one you want. It's often a lot simpler than you think. Just as an example, I didn't really have too much of an idea, to be honest, of what I wanted until I actually got it. <laughs> I, had, I guess I had an idea in my head. I just wanted a nice, comfortable home. And, but more important to me was the surroundings and the family and the feel of the place. And it's where we ended up. The house that my husband and I um, live in, we love it. It's our home. It's our sanctuary. It even feels like a resort. We have a pool. We've got everything we could possibly want and need. And that, that's all. I don't, I don't want a big mansion or anything um, grander. Some people might. But then again, it's up to you and what you want. So ask yourself the question, why you want this life? If the answer has anything to do with avoiding something, try again. The point of this visioning exercise is not to avoid reality. It's to transform it into a picture of something you can take action on to reach. The inertia or feeling stuck often comes from a lack of clarity of purpose or direction. If you don't really know what you want, then what steps do you actually take to get it? This is when procrastination starts. Then comes avoidance, and before you know it, you're in complete denial and coming up with all sorts of reasons why you can't or shouldn't do something. Or you might even start to feel that you don't deserve it or that you're not worth it, and that becomes an even bigger problem to to deal with. You might be saying to yourself right now, this sounds a lot like goal setting, and in a way you're right. The concept of SMART goals which is an acronym really for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant and time-bound goals, has been around for a long time. And while it can be a little dry, the concept is good. But rather than setting a goal, what I'm talking about here is clarity, a picture that you can actually see in your mind's eye. And it contains the elements of goal setting. So you need to be specific and can see that picture is what I'm getting at. As an example, When you go on a holiday, do you just pack your stuff and walk out your front door? Well, you can, but where do you go? How are you going to get wherever you're going? You don't even know where you're going. (laughs) First, you need to figure out where you want to go on holidays, which means thinking about the type of holiday you want, a chilled out beach holiday, a camping trip in the mountains, a unique experience like hiring a sailboat and sailing the Sundays, perhaps. The choices are endless depending on your budget, of course, but then we have a lot more choice now than we ever did previously, even when money can be constrained. But this is also a problem. So with the idea of a holiday and having endless choices, we push through that because the motivation is there to go on the holiday that we really want. And so procrastination rarely gets a look in. (laughs) But isn't figuring out the life you want just as important as a holiday that will come and go? An important part of this lifestyle visioning exercise is understanding your values. So what do you value in life? And this will help understand why you've been pushing off figuring out what life you want as well. Understanding what you're figuring out what your values are is a whole different topic, which I will cover in a separate, um, a separate message. But knowing your values can help you make important decisions as they act as a filter that allows you to test or validate what you plan to do or not do. 
Sometimes deciding to not make any changes is just as important as deciding to make changes. Let me give you an example. I like nice cars and I have a tendency towards being a bit of a lead foot. I also trained as an accountant and I grew up watching my parents spend way more than they earned. So I apply a level of frugality to most of my decisions as a result. And so that frugality overrides my appreciation of nice cars. My last car I had for 20 years. And when it came to buying another car, instead of upscaling and you know going for something a bit more snazzy and, and fast and zippy, um, I went for what's considered a more modest car, which was basically my old car, which was a Corolla, Toyota Corolla, only it was 22 years younger. <laughs> so it definitely had a lot more modern uh, elements to it, which was, which was nice. But having a greater level of control, and control is one of my core values, or choice over my financial life was more important than a single financial purchase like a car. I didn't want to sink, so to speak, too much money in one item. I like to be able to spend money on different things, not just one big thing. I also don't like debt uh, because it removes a level of financial control that I have over my life. There's the value of control again. And another one of my core values is creativity. So I enjoy the challenge or opportunity of doing more with less. So again, it depends on how you look at things and what you value and how you measure your life in terms of that value. So you're starting to see how values underlie the true reasons behind financial decisions. And being in alignment with your values and desired life is extremely important. And for me, it's one of the keys to happiness. So give the lifestyle visioning exercise a go and let me know if you how you go and ask me any questions that you have and see if it brings you a degree of peace because clarity has a tendency to make us feel less overwhelmed as now we know at least where we are heading. Getting there is the next step. So stay tuned for my next episode on that.